It's this sunny morning in March, and I'm driving to a courtroom in L.A. I want to see the trial of a gangster who's charged with kidnap and murder. His name's Armando. He's 35 years old, and he's been living in prison for the last nine years waiting for this trial. You see, I know Armando. At least I think I do. And that's why I'm here today. We've been writing letters for over a year, but he doesn't know my name, my address, he's never seen my picture, he doesn't even know my gender, and that's the way I want it. When I first wrote him, I didn't sign my name, and he wrote back to me and he said, everybody in prison has nicknames. I'm going to call you 64, since that's your P.O. box number, and I don't know anything else about you. In our letters, we write, we don't discuss his crime, we discuss a book and his ideas. The book is The Four Agreements. I read it about 10 years ago, and it changed my life. So when The Four Agreements started this prison program, and it's writing to inmates who want a study partner, I volunteered. And it wasn't long after that that I got a letter in my P.O. box, and it was addressed to a resident. I opened up the letter, and inside, Armando introduced himself. And he started out by saying, I would like to find some peace before I die. Everyone says if I pray, I'll feel God's presence. But I don't. Do you have peace? I've been waiting for my trial in prison. It's been eight years and the last two in isolation. Some guys get sent here for a few days. I live here. A rabbi and minister used to visit, but they got tired of me. If you Google me and decide not to write back... It's okay. P.S. Does it matter that I'm never going to get out? So I Google searched the hell out of him. The crime's horrible. It's a messy, botched scheme. It ended with an innocent man getting shot in the back. There's this huge high-speed chase, and three gang members are captured, and they've all been tried and convicted, except for this last one, Armando. I try to pick him out from those photos, but I can't. But what I do know is that I don't want anyone from any of those pictures ringing my doorbell. So I decide if I'm going to do this thing, if I'm going to give this letter writing a try, then I'm really going to be careful and super safe. The less he knows about me, the better. So the letters start coming, and he writes me two, three times a week, and they're always in pencil, and his printing is in little tiny letters. But in contrast to his handwriting, his thoughts and ideas are mature and deep. Sometimes he'll write and he'll veer off, and he'll discuss what he calls DP. And I know he means the death penalty, but he never writes out those words. He'll write to me, 64. What difference does it matter if I'm becoming a better person if I never have the opportunity to help someone? Isn't it all pointless? So I write back, Maybe a time will come when you least expect it and you'll be able to show what you've learned. Don't give up now. That Wednesday morning when I enter the L.A. courtroom, it's the first time I see Armando. He is sitting, facing away from me. He's a small, alert-looking Hispanic man, glasses, blue shirt, goatee, and there's a large tattoo across the back of his bald head. Flats, it says. That's the name of his gang. The judge dismisses everyone, and I catch up in the hall with Armando's lawyer. I just want to talk to someone who knows him personally. I want to know, really, if Armando 
is the same guy I know from his letters that he is in person. I want to know if I'm getting conned. I tell him I'm a friend of Armando's, and could I talk to him for a minute? So his lawyer stops walking, and he turns around and he says, how do you know him? So I tell him about our anonymous writing relationship, and he laughs, and he says, really? He doesn't even know your name? You know, in your situation, if you took the stand as a character witness for him, you could maybe save his life. And I tell him right off, no, that's not why I'm here. Look, he's a gang member and he's a criminal. Our deal is we write letters. What you're asking would change everything. So his lawyer says, I've been an attorney for over 40 years and I've never met anyone like him. You know, he's the youngest of nine kids and his mom used to beat him. The reason he doesn't have any other character witnesses is because he's been in jail his whole life. You know, you really should talk to him yourself. No, I'm not meeting him and I'm not taking the stand. We don't do this personal stuff. We write. That's our deal. It ends there. I leave. I fly home to San Francisco. And I can't sleep. One side of me is afraid of making a big mistake, letting a monster in my house, my life. And then there are those words that keep coming back from our letters. The words that say, if all the love is on the inside, what difference does it make if you don't act on it? Armando does get the guilty verdict, and the sentencing trial starts. I make my final decision to be a character witness. I email his attorney. I'm in. Then I get a letter from Armando. 64. My lawyer says you're coming to take the stand. You should not do this. You will have to say your name, and I know you do not want to do this. Thank you for offering to help me, but it's okay. Please, you can refuse to come. I fly to L.A., I wait in the hall outside the courtroom and enter when the guard tells me to. When I do say, my name is Kay DiMartini, I kind of choke on the words. You know, I protected this information for so long, it's, it's hard to let it go. And then I take the stand and I tell the jury everything I know about this man, this man with a horrendous childhood who has mentored me in spiritual lessons. I study the 12 jurors and I can't read their faces. The prosecutor then has his turn at me, and it gets ugly. He paints me as a pathetic cliché, a lonely single woman looking for attention. He takes parts of Armando's letters and reads them out of context. I get angry, the judge gets involved, the public defender steps in. It's a circus. A week later, I get a phone call from his attorney telling me Armando got the death penalty. Maybe I was a problem instead of an asset. Then the letter from Armando comes, and in it he says, Dear 64, I want to thank you for coming to L.A. You are the only one at the trial that mentioned I've been in isolation for three years. That meant so much to me. I hope you will still write me. And can I still call you 64? It's nothing personal. It's just that this is how I know you. I hope it's okay. These days I write less often to Armando, because he's only 40 minutes away, and I can visit him at San Quentin. K.B. Martini is a storyteller who hosts the event Real Stories Bay Area once a month. We're going to have a link on our website, snapjudgment.org. 
You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.